Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Empowered the Podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be discussing all things gut microbiome with you guys. And I'm sure some of you just breathe a huge sigh of relief as I said that, because actually what the fuck is gut microbiome, right? We hear this word all the time. I use it in so much of my content and I have to because it is such a key centerpiece to all of this gut health shit we talk about, health in general, to be honest, it is everything, right? It encompasses all of it. And if our gut microbiome is off, that is the key to most chronic diseases, to our symptoms that we experience, and to how good and optimal our health is. So I thought I would take a second to explain to you guys what the gut microbiome actually is, what it affects, and how we can optimize it to therefore elevate our health. So you can finally breathe a sigh of relief and be like, thank fuck, thank fuck someone has decided to step in and do this so I can finally wrap my head around it. And I'm going to be explaining it super simply so that it's just really digestible because I hate when you click on an episode and it's so scientific that you can't digest any of the information. So don't worry, it's going to be short, snappy, to the point, digestible and tangible. So the gut microbiome is basically the bacteria that live in our gut. So it's both good and bad bacteria that live in our GI system, which is like everything that encompasses your gut health system, your digestive system. And they are microbes that are essential for proper gut function and whole body health. So this includes things like our immune system and our endocrine system, which is your hormones, and also even your brain. So your gut microbiome and your health, let's start here. What can the gut microbiome actually affect? So the answer is many things, but let's start off with your moods. Gut microbiome has a big influence on overall mental health and response to stress. So certain gut bacteria can assist in the production of feel-good neurotransmitters like serotonin and also dopamine. And I can do a whole episode on the gut-brain axes. I'm sure a lot of you have heard on it, heard of it, but that explains how our gut health impacts our mental health. Gut microbiome also influences our weight and being overweight has been associated with lower gut bacteria diversity. So diversity is really important when it comes to gut health and that means having a diverse range of good gut bacteria within our gut microbiome. The microbiome can also affect our hormones. Gut health is important in the endocrine system function, so in the functioning of our hormones, and gut bacteria send signals um, to the hormones to release glands to release the required number of hormones into the bloodstream. So gut bacteria influence hormones such as estrogen, cortisol, thyroid hormones, and melatonin. Gut microbiome can influence the skin. So a lot of acne now is being brought back to the health of our gut and the diversity of our gut microbiome. There's so many interesting um, papers that you can research around this, but the gut-skin-axis bacteria has a direct effect on the bacteria grown on your skin, okay? So whatever you've got going on in your microbiome can affect how your skin looks. It also affects food cravings. So yeast thrives on sugar. So if you have an overgrowth of yeast, you're going to be really craving sugar. That's one of the symptoms. Then running through the last few 
but having a bad gut microbiome and imbalance in the gut microbiome can cause chronic inflammation, which is the cause of horrific diseases that we do not want to be experiencing such as cancer it can also impact the immune system so again we want to be having an optimal immune system so that we can fight off colds viruses flus pathogens and having a balanced gut microbiome really impacts how well our immune system works lastly gut microbiome will influence allergies. So our gut microbiome trains the immune system and our immune system is what dictates which um, triggers we're going to become allergic or intolerant to. And that's a whole other topic in itself, but that is something that gut microbiome plays a very big part in. So as you can see, our microbiome literally impacts everything and can be the root cause of a lot of stuff. So for example, there's so much badness I guess that might be going on in your gut microbiome that you could be unaware of things like if you've ever lived in a moldy house which the majority of us have growing up um, with damp or in uni halls and stuff like that or if you've had things like your tonsils out it's like what's the root cause of that right where's that come from what's the imbalance why have I had to have that recurring things we've had when we're little that we pass off as like bad immunity or something that we're just prone to a lot of the time actually circles back to the bacteria we have residing in our gut and the imbalance of good and bad bacteria. I am now going to come on to my five top tips that will give your gut microbiome the boost it needs to work at optimal performance. However, before I do that, I have my Understanding Gut Health ebook launching on the 31st of January, which if I'm right in saying will be the day after or the day that this podcast episode launches. This is so exciting. My ebook is literally like 70 pages long. It might even be more by now because I need to add to it, but it includes actionable, tangible steps, which I love when it comes to health and nutrition. I'm like, cool, I understand it. Now give me the steps. Like I'm lazy. Tell me exactly what to do. So I've thrown in there things like a gut healthy shopping list, a whole week of gut healthy breakfasts you guys can make, and how to create the perfect breakfast for simplicity and ease. So it's tangible steps like that as well as all the info you need to understand the gut and understand the lifestyle tips you need to begin to implement into your everyday life. If you want to be the first to know when this launches, head over to my Instagram, pop the story notifications on, pop the post notifications on. My Instagram is at Charlotte Elizabeth G. And you can also DM me and subscribe to my mailing list through DM so that you'll be the first to know when this very low ticket offer launches. And by low ticket, I'm talking like 10 pounds, okay? So make sure you go and do that. And let's get stuck into my five tips to give the gut microbiome a boost. Now, as I was just saying in my little ebook offer. I love an actionable tip and when it comes to nutrition and health I honestly think they're the best things to listen to because I know when I listen to a nutritionist I'm like okay great I can go and implement that great I can go to the store and buy this great let's go. 
if it's just information, I love it. I find it interesting, but it doesn't tend to actually impact me moving forwards. So here are my five tips that you can begin to implement from today. My first tip being eat a wide range of foods from various food groups, okay? This is going to diversify your microbiome, which is going to help strengthen your immune system and put you at less risk of diseases and infections that we spoke about, as well as decreasing your risk of obesity because you're getting all of your essential nutrients and loads of other health benefits. So I would aim to eat 30 different food groups per week. Sorry, not food groups, 30 different foods per week. And this includes things like fruit, vegetables, whole grains. So when you think about it, it actually can be a lot easier than you give yourself credit for because it doesn't just have to encompass fruit and vegetables. It can be things like rice, sourdough, um, kombucha, matcha, um, quinoa, bulgur wheat. So it can be all of those good, healthy whole grains and beans. Say you make a chili, for example, chuck like five different beans in there that are tinned. That's cheap, that's quick, that's easy, and you've already hit five of those 30 in one meal. So that's something you can do to be boosting your microbiome, is eating a wide variety of different foods in various foods groups. And remember, the food groups are proteins, fats, carbohydrates. So we don't want to be restricting or eliminating from any of those macronutrients because honestly, there is no need to. There is really no need to. We need all of them to function and we need all of them to feel energized and optimal. So don't demonize any of the food groups. Just make the choices that are going to help you feel good and know when to plan your meal times and plan your calorific meals around when you're going to need those to burn off your exercise, to help you through your work day, to boost your brain activity, things like that. So meal timing and which foods you eat and when you eat them can be really important important to not feeling sluggish and to feel like you're eating correctly. So that is tip number one. And potentially an action you could take around this is for the next week, write down every time you have a different food that includes fruit, vegetables, whole grains, um, antioxidants, things like matcha can be included in that. Write them down and see how many you get to and then be like, okay, we need to diversify this. Where can I add more? Where can I implement more? Can I go to the shop and buy something else and this doesn't have to be expensive if you think to a smoothie you could go to the shop and buy a frozen smoothie mix that has like five things in it, it could have spinach blueberries strawberries raspberries mango banana all in one meal there you go you've got it in one meal from from one day of the week and if it's frozen that doesn't have to stay good for the whole week so that is a top tip I can give you is write down how many you eat this week and then evaluate, okay, how can I improve this from here? Where can I implement this from here? And if you're worried about food wastage, think of freezer foods, think of meal prepping and freezing them. Think of things you can blend up. Think of tinned beans, think of... um things like quinoa that lasts for ages, all the different grains you could have, bulgur wheat in, in your porridge, as well as oats some mornings. 
Okay, my next top tip is to eat more fermented foods. And not all fermented foods are probiotics, I want to make that clear. However, this is going to control the number of pathogenic species that we have within our guts. So fermented foods are things like sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is a great one. It's just fermented cabbage. You can add it to your veggies every night and you'll barely notice. Or like chuck it in a pad thai, chuck it in a stir fry, you'll barely notice it's there. Other forms of fermented foods can be things like um, live yogurt, miso, tempeh, um, which else do I love? Kefir. Kefir is another great one. It's like a yogurty cultured drink. So you can just wake up, have a swig of it in the morning. So that's tip number two. And how to implement this? I would just go to the shop and buy some, okay? So I, I have, if you go through my content, I have so many reels, episodes, emails that if you haven't already subscribed to my mailing list because I'm going to be sending out a shopping list ASAP to you guys with all of these foods included. So you can just go ahead and take up take that to the store and buy them but go through all of my content make a shopping list go to the shop buy your apple cider vinegar okay that's going to kill off pathogens in your gut buy your live yogurt buy your kaffir and um, sauerkraut lasts for ages kimchi miso okay all of these things are so easy to habit stack so you don't feel like it's an extra thing to do. For example, your apple cider vinegar, if one of your habits is already to wake up and hydrate yourself, pop a tablespoon of, of apple cider vinegar in that water. That is then not only going to add hydration benefits, but it's also going to help the gut microbiome. Okay, tip number three, remove chlorine from drinking water. Now, there are so many fancy ways to do this. You can get machines put into your sink and use air stone bubbles and everything there's so many fancy ways and you can go ahead research all of those if that's something that's available to you but for the majority of us I'm going to give you a really simple way to dechlorinize your water and that is just simply by boiling it and letting it cool okay so the evaporation process will get rid of that chlorine and therefore be be a better source of water for you to consume for your gut microbiome. So chlorine is incredible because it obviously kills bad bacteria. But the thing is chlorine has the power to kill both good and bad bacteria. So it doesn't decipher between the two. It just kills everything. It's just a sterilizer, right? So make sure you're dechlorinating your water by boiling it, leaving it cool, or just drinking it boiled as well. And that doesn't mean having endless amounts of tea and coffee. That means having pure forms of water simply by boiling it. You can then pop it in the fridge overnight. Maybe you have a big jug that you do that with and you can take from on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but that will help you to kill less of the good bacteria within your gut. Okay, tip number four is reduce your sugar intake. And oh my days, as we know, sugar is a whole topic in and of itself. But sugar stimulates the growth of pathogenic bacteria. And bad bacteria is going to kill off our good. And also an overgrowth of certain pathogenic bacteria can lead to things like candida, SIBO, 
all bacterial overgrowths that lead to health complications, side effects and symptoms. So reducing sugar. And by this, I don't necessarily mean natural sugars, although to a certain extent that is also included. But you really need to focus on reducing the amount of processed sugar you are consuming on your day-to-day -day basis. And sit down and think about this, guys. So how much of this do you have in? Do you have it in your coffees? Do you have it in your teas? And start to look at the ingredients labels because I'm telling you that when you actually sit down and look at the ingredients within a product, you will be gobsmacked by how much sugar are in products that you just do not know they would be in. You'll look at something crazy and be like, what the fuck? How is there sugar in this? So start to read ingredients of the things that you're buying to check that there is no refined sugar in there. And also check you're also having a lot of vegetables as well as fruit. So many of us prefer fruit. So we will make ourselves feel good by having like an orange juice and a banana and a and some berries and X, Y, and Z, and I'm not demonizing fruit in any way, shape, or form. Access this with discernment because I know, like, eating disorder version of me wouldn't have taken this very well. But make sure that you're not just getting all of your nutrients in your five to seven per day from fruits. Make sure that it's coming from vegetables as well to reduce our sugar intake. So last but not least, number five, only take antibiotics when necessary. And this is very similar. Antibiotics are going to fuck you up. They're going to kill everything. They are going to destroy everything in your gut. And it can take months to heal after antibiotics have kind of disrupted this gut microbiome and the diversity in our gut microbiome and the balance between good and bad. It can take months. So the actionable steps I'm going to give you here, and I'm not demonizing antibiotics, there's a very much a time and place for Western medicine and they've saved me a lot, but what I'm going to say is that only take them when they're necessary. Stop being the person that goes to the doctors and begs for antibiotics when you don't need them. Also, take some fucking self-responsibility and improve your health before it gets to that point. And here I'm not I'm not um, demonizing you for taking them. I've taken them many a time. In 2023, I took them like maybe, did I have to take them twice or three times in 2023, which was a lot um, for myself. But what I'm saying here is there's very much a time and place, but also take self-responsibility before getting to the point where your health is so bad that you're constantly needing them. And I can I can use myself and as as an example here, last year my health was the worst it's ever been purely because of the lifestyle I was living. Last year I drank more than I ever did. I was partying more than I ever did. I was eating so much refined carbohydrates, so much processed shit that yeah, no wonder I had to take antibiotics three times last year because I didn't have the immunity and the gut health to um, ward off these pathogens and all of the things I was experiencing. So what I'm saying is take responsibility, take control of your health before you have to end up begging the doctors for antibiotics because honestly they are not going to do justice, they're not going to do the world of good at all and the problem a lot of us experience is that we don't have the full comprehensive Oh my God, get your words out, Sha. We don't have the full comprehension of what antibiotics do for our body. And therefore, after we've been on them, <clears throat> we don't go through the healing process. And I saw this actually when I was living in Greece. What was incredible was that the doctor that prescribed me antibiotics also prescribed me probiotics that I had to go to the pharmacy and pay for. 
However, I paid for them and I took them and it was a course during and after the antibiotic course because probiotics are going to repopulate the gut and get back in all of the good gut bacteria they can. But also I knew that my diet had to support then the feeding of that good gut bacteria. So you can't just pour the probiotics in and give them nothing to feed off of. If you're putting probiotics in and giving them chips and baguettes and beer and whatever, they're going to die off, okay? So I knew the diet then to support the probiotics. But for example, in the UK, people may have had other experiences. But for myself, when I've been prescribed antibiotics within the UK, it's that and nothing else. There's no probiotic information. There's no diet information to heal afterwards. So only take them when necessary. Support your health before. And then if you do have to take antibiotics, make sure you are taking a course of probiotics with them also eating probiotics with them and then consuming prebiotics like a really heavily uh, a diet really heavy in prebiotics afterwards which is stuff like um raw banana raw leek raw garlic raw onion um jerusalem artichoke asparagus the list goes on and it will all be in my gut health ebook for you guys to get your hands on on the 31st of January. But I hope that episode has filled you guys with some actionable tips, some really good value and some information you can implement into your day-to-day life. Please, if you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you guys could give this podcast a follow or a subscribe and if you could leave us a review and a rating. I want to, in 2024, really utilize this platform. I've loved podcasting and honestly guys, I've never quite stuck to it, but I really want to utilize this platform because podcasts have been a huge part of my journey since I've delved into the world of personal development and bettering myself. They have helped me so much. They provide me with so much value, so much comfort and so much knowledge. And I love the fact that they will always be free. So if you can, please support this show in the best way possible by just leaving a review. It's free and, you know, it's the least you can do. So I would love that if you could also DM me on Instagram, let me know how you're finding the episodes. And lastly, make sure to subscribe to my mailing list by DMing me on Instagram at Charlotte Elizabeth G. So you can be the first to know about my ebook coming out on the first, the 31st of January, 2024. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and I'll speak to you in the next one.